The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Ready? Thumbs? All right. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Wow, this is a, uh, a definitely a day for the history book excited about uh, the prospects moving forward. Uh, this has been, and I, I say this every time I, I, you know, I'm, I'm at this moment, that it's been a very, very, very challenging journey to get to this point. Uh, every step of the way, there's criticism. People who said that you're doing it wrong. You are uh, trying to make uh, something perfect that can't be perfect. Uh, why are you fighting, so, so to speak? Uh, why is this important? Uh, we need to just move on. Uh, but today is why we fight. And we fight because we want to make sure that this industry that has shown literally no ceiling, that this industry is one that allows for those who have typically and uh, historically have been persecuted for this same plant that now folks are making a lucrative uh, lifestyle uh, from. And we wanted to make sure that while it may not be possible for uh, folks who are in disproportionately impacted communities around the country, uh, it may be impossible for them to participate because their uh, legislators and uh, courts and those others who are suing uh, are not fighting as hard as we have. Uh, we wanted to make sure that Detroit, uh, our Detroiters and equity applicants had a fighting chance. Uh, I am very, very thankful for uh, Judge Friedman's um, wisdom in not allowing a temporary restraining order to take place. Uh, that would again set us back and prevent us from moving forward. Uh, this has been a four-year journey. Voters approved uh, adult use uh, marijuana, cannabis in the state of Michigan all the way back in 2018. We've been working on this ordinance. We had one that was approved unanimously in 2020. Unfortunately, uh, we did have a federal judge who put the brakes on it. We listened to some of his concerns, listened to those concerns, and we amended the ordinance, made changes, brought it back, and my colleagues thankfully approved a new ordinance in 2021. And sure enough, even when we listened to what the judge says, addressed those issues, still continued to get sued. And criticized as well. There was a news article just last week criticizing us. Why are you... Why are you making this big fuss? Just go with the flow. We don't go with the flow in Detroit. We make sure we do the right thing. And I've always said uh, and have been told, if you do the right thing, everything will work out. It may not happen exactly when you want it to or not always how you want it to, but eventually it'll work out. And again, I thank Judge Friedman for allowing us to move forward and allowing our process to continue. And today we're in the process, we're going to be announcing the awardees of the very first adult use uh, cannabis ordinances, uh, retail in the city of Detroit. Now that's a round of applause for all that hard work that the folks have been doing and making that happen. Along this journey, I didn't do this by myself, clearly. My name is attached to this ordinance, you know, uh, probably until the end of time. Um, but I will say that I had a lot of help pulling this thing together. Uh, Kim James is one. She's in the room. She's the director of Marijuana Ventures and Entrepreneurship. She's done a great job along the way. She was with the law department, so I thank her 
uh, for her studious nature. Uh, also thank the other members of the law department at that time, the law department for fighting for us in court, uh, helping to continue to draft uh, multiple versions of the ordinance, this one getting past the threshold of the courts. Want to thank the uh, Creole department as a whole and every department within the city of Detroit that has allowed us to get to this point today. Want to thank my colleagues, because again, I can propose it all day long, but if it's not approved by my colleagues, then that's a, a major challenge for me. It's just a piece of paper at that point. I want to thank my team, starting back all the way with DeAndre Watson, Lord rest his soul. Never for, can forget DeAndre, all the hard work he put into this. I want to thank Edwina King. She did a lot of work and got us, helped us get to this point. Keontae Humphreys, now on the team, helped us get to this point. There's so many people who had their hands in what we see today. We had a work group that was comprised of not just industry insiders, but also members of the community. I thank you as well. This is all our chance to uh, bask in this glory, if you will, of what is to come. And so you're going to meet some of the, uh, those individuals who are awarded, um, and they're going to give you a little snapshot in what this means for them. What it means for me, for sure, uh, is, again, excitement for today, but I know by no means is the so-called battle over. We've already been told that they're going to get sued again. We know that's the nature of this game. But just as we fought before, don't think that we're not going to fight again. And we're going to continue to do everything we can to ensure that the residents of the city of Detroit, as well as other equity applicants, uh, have an opportunity to compete for these awards uh, in this industry. Uh, finally, uh, I just want to, to make it very, very clear. Just three months ago, we had a judge who said that our ordinance was fair, that it was unambiguous, but yet we got, again, another lawsuit. I really want to put another exclamation point on it. We're not walking away. We're not running away. We will continue to fight each and every a piece of litigation that comes our way because we have to make sure that we do what we can to ensure a fair process for Detroiters specifically, as well as other equity applicants. And so with that being said, also, you know, it's, it's another person that I forgot to mention, and he's going to, uh, he's actually being represented by the deputy mayor here today. I want to thank Mayor Duggan as well, uh, because without his assistance, without his persistence as well, uh, it would be a lot more challenging to get those departments working together. But because of that collaboration, again, I want to thank uh, Mayor Duggan um, for his assistance uh, in moving this ordinance forward. And with that being said, I want to bring forward uh, my good friend, a gentleman who many of us know well and appreciate the work that he's done, uh, Deputy Mayor Todd Bettison. Well, I'll like to just say that I'm very excited as well, and I know that for the applicants, the deserving applicants, that this is an early Christmas for them, so early Christmas, Christmas today. Um, this is a great day for Detroit. It's been a long time in the making. I'd first like to congratulate all the successful applicants for being awarded a recreational marijuana license in our city. Like Council Pro Tim Tate said, it's been a long, four-year journey since Michigan voters approved the recreational usage. It was froth with false starts and legal challenges, but we made it. The recreational marijuana industry has tremendous potential to generate wealth and income for our city, 
as well as personal and generational wealth for those who participate. I'd like to thank Council Pro Tem Tate, who from the very beginning has been laser focused on making sure that the process was fair and that opportunities exist for Detroiters. Mayor Duggan has been equally as focused on making sure that within the boundaries of the law, within the boundaries of the law, that the process was set up in a way that would not effectively exclude Detroiters. We think that we've done that. I'd also like to thank the entire city team that conducted an outstanding process to ensure fairness at every step of the way. That includes Corporation Counsel Conrad Mallet. And at this point, I want to, let's just give him a, a round of applause as well, because this is a celebration. Legal Advisor Hassan Beydoun, round of applause. <laughs> Director of the Office of Marijuana Ventures Entrepreneurship, Kim James. Director of Civil Rights, Inclusion, and Opportunity, Anthony Zander. It's taken two versions of the ordinance and overcoming several court challenges, but the team and several others have worked tirelessly to overcome every obstacle and detour. We feel that we're very good and we're very excited where we have ended up about this announcement. And now we look to round two and round three where we'll be able to award additional licenses. With that being said, I'm gonna bring up Director Zander to speak and walk us through the process and give us more details. So with that, Director Zander. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. So I'm gonna walk through, through the process um, and kind of go through where we were and where we are and what that means for um, our recipients of the recorrection of Ronald use um, licenses. So, you know, we back, we opened up the application process um, back in 9-1, and we held that open for a 30-day window. Um, since then, we did, went after the window closed, we went through a scoring process with our contractor, Kurt Hutch, Lange, and Bernalinti. Um, so during that process, they did the third-party scoring, um, and we are here to this point where we have um, identified who would be the recipients of these licenses. So we know that we have a heavily scrutinized, heavily scrutinized process, so we are extremely diligent in making sure that we follow the letter of the law and provided a fair process for everyone. So in total, we received 90 applications. We received 50 non-equity for retail licenses in which we are awarding 13 of those. We received 33 equity license, and we are receiving, and we are awarding 20 of the full 20 of those. For micro business, we received zero non-equity. For the micro business for equity, we received four, and for which we are, uh, they have, there were no um, awardees for that. For consumption lounges, we had zero non-equity, and for equity, we had three and no licenses. So in total, we have, we are going to um, issue out. Um, the 13 non-equity and 20 equity retail licenses. So equity qualifications, what does that mean? So to qualify as an equity applicant under Detroit City Code, an applicant's primary resident must be in a community like Detroit that has been disproportionately impacted by marijuana enforcement, 
where at least 20% of residents live below the federal poverty level and the marijuana conviction rate is higher than the state Michigan median of 660. A business that is at least 51% owned by such a person can also qualify as an equity applicant. So let's get a move on to those that have been awarded licenses. And we are going to start with the equity licenses. So we have House of Zen, Live Cannabis, Motor City Kush, Liberty Cannabis, High Profile, Chronic City, Plan B, The Cut, Blue Wave, The Remedy, Cloud Cannabis, Gage 313, Detroit Herbal Center, Nuggets, Liver Noise Provision, Inhale, TJM Enterprises, The Herbalist, Ivy League, and SJTC Enterprises. Thank you, congratulations to all the equity licenses received in round one. For the non 13 non-equity licenses, we have Luxury Loud, THC Detroit, Detroit Natural, Jars Cannabis, House of Dank, Smoke, Oz Cannabis, MPP Services, West Coast Meds, Cookies, Southwest Meds, Leaf and Bud, and Play a Kind. Congratulations to the non-equity applicants in 13. And for all those, the scores for the applicants are now available on homegrowndetroit.org. All right, successful applicants, they have all been notified. Um, the process as far as receiving a license has began, and we are proud to say that we have actually started um, awarding licenses um, as of last night. And again, congratulations to all those that have um, been awarded license and finished the process, and I, congratulations to you all. So let's talk about what next rounds look like. So overall, we're going to issue, out of all three rounds, 160 licenses, which comes out to 100 retail, 30 total micro, and 30 total consumption. Um, by the ordinance, the round two applicant periods can start as soon as 120 days after round one, which in our time, in our time frame, which is approximately the end of January, um, with city council approval, uh, of course. The number of licenses that we awarded in round two and round three are as follows. We're going to have up to 30 retail, 20 micro, 20 consumption. And round three, the same, 30 retail, 10 micro, 10 consumption. All right, so that was the nitty gritty of everything. Um, so if any questions, I guess we have Q&A afterwards. But first, I would like to bring out one of the winners, hard workers, and I want you all to understand and hear these stories of these equity applicants. And it's, I think they should be showcased. I think it's time for them to introduce themselves and I want to start off by bringing up Chronic City, Chronic City Ms. Kimberly Scott. All right. Thank you, all praise due to Jesus Christ, because he, my Lord and Savior, is the reason for this day. It took us 12 years to get here. Um, this is a long time coming for the city of Detroit. I always knew that the city of Detroit would be wrecked. I fought tooth and nail every single day for this 
so that black folks and cannabis in the city of Detroit could benefit off of this industry. I wanted to see people like me, where I come from, be able to be able to benefit and be able to purchase cannabis in their own neighborhoods, from their own city, where the cannabis really originated from, okay? So I, I'm just so overwhelmed and so overjoyed to see all these people here, uh, all these people that have fought long and hard struggles and Blacks, Arabs, whites, Chaldeans, we have all came together and have fought this battle, everyone. So I hope moving forward that we all collectively will continue to be successful and grow this cannabis industry in the city of Detroit, our city. And thank you, Councilman Tate and the city of Detroit, Kim James, and all the council members for fighting on our behalf for cannabis. Thank you. This is the proof. Next up, we have Najanava. Good morning, everyone. My name is Najanava Harvey Quinn. Um, today, I'm here representing High Profile. That'll be our store. We'll be on Gross Spec and Eight Mile, and that is a really exciting thing. But before that, I stand before you as an activist. That is what got me into cannabis, and that is what has kept me in this. We have been closed for the last two years while we've been fighting with, alongside our Councilman James Tate and alongside Kim James and standing with our mayor who made a bold statement of, if our city can't look like the people who have been impacted by the war on drugs, we don't even need recreational. Like, and that's huge for the biggest city in Michigan. And I don't know if it gets enough attention. And I don't know how big, I don't know if everyone knows how big of an example we are setting for the country right now. That's bold of us. And I just want us to stand on that. And as we continue to fight and as we continue to stand with the city, our store and many of these other stores are gonna to continue to fight for social equity. We're gonna to continue to give back to the communities in equitable ways. We are, um, like I said, besides being an entrepreneur, I am an activist. So we have, we have expungement fairs that are coming up. January 7th is our next expungement fair. It'll be at Durfee Innovation Society. And you'll see many folks in this cannabis industry, we will continue to give back in those equitable ways. We'll continue to promote brands that are based here in Detroit, based on people who look like who people who have been impacted by the war on drugs. And I know our state won't allow our city to say it, but I mean black and brown folks. I mean people who have been incarcerated and who are still incarcerated to this day for cannabis-related offenses. I still urge our governor to pardon cannabis-related offenses. They need to be taken off of our records. They need My sister, who was here today, is part of those reasons that I am in this. She was one of the first people who I knew who got a cannabis charge and wasn't able to move forward in her life for so many reasons for that. And we're gonna continue to fight, and I, I work, I, the people who are here, I just, I thank the other awardees for standing beside our city and our city council members while this has been a hard fight for us. Thank you, everyone. So earlier I mentioned that the applicants had been notified and been, um, the process of them receiving their licenses um, has started yesterday. 
And it should not be going with unsaid that the reason that was able to occur was because of the leadership of our BC department, uh, Mr. Dave Bell. And I want to say thank you and congratulate, you know, and appreciate you and your staff for making this happen. Um, I saw the work that they have been putting in for the last week. Uh, last, between yesterday, last night, and this morning, it has just continued to make this moment possible. So again, I just want to make sure that that had been acknowledged because you and your team did a, a, has been doing a great job. And thank you very much. Um, next, I want to bring up Abdullah Mohammed from Gage 313. Good morning, everyone. Abdullah Mohammed Gage 313. Um, 30 years ago, in uh, December of 1992, uh, my brother, who was a budding wide receiver at Michigan State, was driving and, and had cannabis in, in his car. Um, not sure exactly where he was going, but he was arrested in uh, East Lansing. Uh, I was a freshman at West Point, and I was also playing football. We grew up playing football together. and. I came home from Christmas, and uh, he I think he did six months or nine months um, in jail for having a very small amount of cannabis in his car. And you know, up to this point, I hadn't really given cannabis much of a thought. I mean, a lot of people used it, you know, recreationally and so forth, uh, but hadn't given it much thought. So I came home from Christmas, and I had to pick him up from jail, and he came out in a jumpsuit. And I remember sitting in the car with him, and you know, he, you know, he was very emotional, obviously, because he had just was on the potential of you know having a budding career at Michigan State, um, and it was flashing before his eyes, potentially losing everything because of a little bit of cannabis. And I drove him around, you know, because he had about three or four hours of free time out of jail, and I remember sitting in that moment, thinking to myself, that I mean, you have got to be kidding me, like this plant, essentially, it could ruin his career. Now, thank God, Nick Saban, who was a coach at Michigan State at the time, gave him a second chance. Uh, he went on to having a 14-year career at the NFL. Uh, kids who went to Ivy League schools, he's now the CEO of a venture capital company, very successful. Um, but he was given a second chance. And that, that truly impacted me. Um, and Three years ago, when I met Councilman Tate uh, and he formed the work group, I jumped at the opportunity to try to help people get a small piece of this pie, um, to sit at the table of the cannabis industry, not just as employees, not just as security guards, but as entrepreneurs, as, and to have ownership and equity in this industry. Um, so this is, for me, this is just the beginning. I would really like for any city who is contemplating social equity across the country, whether it's in Atlanta or North Carolina or Mississippi, uh, or even if you've already put a recreational cannabis law into place, use this ordinance as a benchmark for the future of cannabis and social equity across the country. Because we are not just here uh, just to celebrate cannabis, but we're here to rectify over 80 years of people being disproportionately impacted by a, by a law that never should have happened in the first place. So again, I want to you know particularly thank uh, Councilman Tate and obviously everybody here who's struggled over the last you know ten years or who may have even had relatives or, or friends and family who've been impacted by this um, 
by this law, you know, across the country. Um, and that's pretty much what I wanted to say today. So I want to thank everybody. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of this city today. Thank you. I would like to bring up uh, Brother Lewis Radden. Uh, good, good, uh, good morning. Um, I'd like to thank uh, the mayor, the deputy mayor, Pro Tem Tate, Kim James, Conrad Mallet for giving me the opportunity, and more importantly, giving my aunt the opportunity to invest in the city of Detroit. Um, the thing is, is that you know we have to think about the grassroots of Detroit, rebuilding Detroit. Uh, we get the opportunity to employ people who live in Detroit, to hopefully buy real estate in Detroit, to have a home in Detroit. We all know the war on drugs have impacted um, our neighborhoods significantly, and now it's time to rectify that with this ordinance uh, to continue to be rebuild Detroit. And I'd just like to say, um, I know that everyone up here has gone through a long, hard struggle to get to where we are today. And, you know, let's keep Detroit strong. Let's keep activists and, and keep um, pushing this particular ordinance um, because it can change and impact a lot of lives. Um, and thank, for, thank you for giving me the opportunity to employ people gainfully in the city of Detroit to offer good benefits, 401k plans, and so on and so forth. Um, I've de definitely been impacted by these laws with the war on drugs, particularly as it relates to 90% of the friends that I grew up with are either incarcerated or in jail. They cannot get gainful employment because they have these felonies on their record. One of the application questions when you apply to medical school is, have you committed a felony? Um, and so some, some kids sometimes will um, commit these acts of innocence because of a plant and they can be impacted detrimentally and they don't really understand the long-term effects of getting a charge for a cannabis or uh, any type of felony for that matter. Um, so I'd like to say thank you to everyone in the room, to the uh, DPD um, who had a, a very strong impact on my life as a kid growing up. Both my brothers were DPD for a number of years, um, just to send a strong message about drugs, the war on drugs. But now we have a platform to rectify this particular situation and wrongdoing because of a plant. Thank you. Next up, I'd like to bring up George Mirianis from Luxury Loud. Hello, everybody. I can't believe you're giving the Greek a mic. Um, I just want to say, George Mijanis, born and raised here, Detroit Public Schools, Wayne State, all that stuff. And this, too, is, is my village. What the city council, pro tem Kate, the mayor's office has done is not an easy thing to do. What's doing right is not easy. And we see that. Was it difficult on our end? Sure. Growing up in the city, I can't tell you how many times I got collect home for collect phone call from regional facility. If you're not in a, a representative or a, it would go on and on. So although I'm not black, obviously, I can see what's happened. I don't know how that feels, but I saw it. I saw it with my friends. 
I saw it with family members. I said, so what's doing right is real difficult. And I can't tell you how proud I am of that. I like employing my villagers. And the one thing that we shouldn't forget is who they're fighting against. They're fighting against Canadian billionaires who wrap their name in an American flag and say things like, well, it's difficult that we have to divest ourselves in the lawsuit, divest ourselves of real property. Billionaires, carpetbaggers. And this is who our city's fighting against. This is what slowed it down. So forget them. I'm glad Detroiters can now buy from within, uh, <laughs> from within Detroit instead of having to run out to counties that used to arrest them for being black. Think about that. Their Detroiters are leaving here to put the money into counties that used to be black, and then they're sending the money to grows in red county states, red counties that believe the last election was stolen. So keep the money here in Detroit. All right? Okay. Thank you very much, and thank you, everyone here. <laughs> thank you, Kim. <laughs> I, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm sorry. And here comes James and Mark Snipes, great friends, good people. Bring them on my West Coast mask. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. I personally wanted to just thank um, Councilman Tate and the other council members um, and thank everybody for all the hard work they put in for this day to happen. Good morning. Um, I like to give praises to God first. And I just wanted to say it's been a long, long fight. I mean, this has been. I mean, it's, it's really hard to describe the things that you have to go to to get in this industry because at the beginning of it, it was built to prevent people that look like me to get into it. So the fault that these people behind us put together to actually get people that look like me in this industry, I just want to say thank you. I really appreciate that. You know, this is a life changing for me and my family. And uh, once again, I just want to say thank you. And go Lions. <laughs> and so, so, that, so there you have it. Um, you know, they told us early on that, um, you know, we would not be able to ha find enough equity applicants to fill the uh, required number of licenses that we had or that we had put forward. We've been told that they didn't have the resources, they didn't have the wherewithal, they didn't know the law, they didn't have the connect, they just didn't have anything. So they kept saying, well, well why, are you why are you fighting for folks that don't have the ability to get into this industry? The irony of it, and I'm gonna say the inside part on the outside, every time they put a delay, they allowed, you know, they, they, every time they, they, they put a delay out there to allow the, the, the courts to put a restraining order on our process, and they slowed our process down, it got, the, it gave the ability for these folks, not just these folks here, but across the city, across the country, gave them the ability to continue to grow. It gave them the ability to continue to get the resources that they need, build the partnerships that they need. So I'm not going to say it was, you know, I'm certainly going to thank them for, for uh, suing us and giving us the time that we needed. But just again, to let you know that every opportunity that we possibly had to make this work, folks took advantage of it. 
And I think also, I have to mention this as well, the uh, Creole department put together uh, technical assistance. So for anybody, whether you're equity or non-equity, you had an opportunity to learn the ins and outs of what this industry can do and what it means. Folks took advantage of it. And you see a lot of those individuals who are being awarded today because they took the time that was necessary to grow and learn. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll take any questions that you have. Sure, those are great questions. Thank you, good morning. My name's Kim James. I'm director of uh, the Office of Marijuana Ventures. So what's gonna happen next is all of the applicants, including the unsuccessful, unsuccessful applicants, well, let me start by saying the results have been posted on our webpage at www. Uh, homegrowndetroit.org, uh, and the unsuccessful applicant uh, reference numbers are listed there with the score. Everyone who submitted an application will receive a letter probably in the next week with their personal score sheet um, showing the breakdown of all the scores. And then once we get past the holiday in January, we will be open to um, meet personal meetings with every applicant to discuss the score. We will also be doing Zoom informational sessions, um, you know, on the before the next application round. Um, and we do have our, we still do have our technical assistance classes ongoing each Wednesday night with the Detroit Cannabis Project. So everyone is welcome to uh, join those classes as well. And you can find more information on our website, which is www.homegrowndetroit.org. Thank you all for joining us today, and uh, congratulations to all of our, our awardees.